Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Thursday, August 18th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. That includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Madison Colombo. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Now, let's see What's What in New York. Changes are coming to the city's outdoor dining. That's right, Nicoletta. Mayor Adams says the city is cracking down on abandoned dining sheds. They're taking down 25 this week alone. A new poll says 86% of New Yorkers want outdoor dining to stay. But lawsuits against the city claim the sheds attract illegal activity, trash, noise, and traffic. Adams says he wants a compromise between the two sides. Under his administration, outdoor dining is here to stay. We see it all over, those of us who travel. We see what they're doing in Paris and Rome. And New Yorkers like to dine fresco, too. This is who we are, and we long for that experience of being outdoors. New Yorkers, we were handed lemons during the COVID crisis. We turned it to lemonade, and we're going to tweak the recipe to make sure that it is a lemonade that's palatable to all of our palates to make sure that we can enjoy the outdoor dining. Mayor Adams says during the pandemic, outdoor dining saved 100,000 jobs. But since then, many of the sheds have become run down and unregulated. The city is hoping to fix this by creating tighter guidelines and urging New Yorkers to report any misconduct by sending photos to 311. New Yorkers may have a smoother ride on the trains. The MTA created an app where New Yorkers can track trains and buy tickets all in one place. Beforehand, there were two separate apps for these features, which was kind of a hassle for commuters when planning a trip. The new app will show train times for the Metro North and Long Island railroads. It will also have live tracking so commuters will be able to see more accurate arrival times and any possible delays. Along with these new features, the app will still have existing ones like seat availability and customer service chat. If you already have the old MTA eTix app, it's automatically updated to the new app called Train Time. Many New Yorkers aren't happy with the city after they've rejected over 4,700 compensation claims for damages during Hurricane Ida. Comptroller Brad Lander cited a law case from 1907 to support the denials. The 115-year-old case says the city isn't liable to compensate because the damage falls under the category of excessive rainfall. Thirteen people died during Ida, many from flooding in basement apartments. And the city didn't officially issue an emergency flood warning until after peak rainfall had hit. Now, many are left without help to fix their homes, and the bills are stacking up. The Catskill Hotel that inspired the movie Dirty Dancing is going to be demolished. It's not the actual location where the 1980s blockbuster was filmed, but the screenwriter of Dirty Dancing, Eleanor Bergstein, based the movie off her childhood vacation spent at the resort. The Grossinger Catskill Resort Hotel was once the hotspot for vacations in upstate New York. It's where Elizabeth Taylor celebrated her fourth marriage. Several world champion boxers, including the undefeated Rocky Marciano, trained at the resort's athletic facilities. But the hotel's glory days now seem out of reach. After years of neglect and a devastating fire this past Tuesday, the hotel will be torn down. And speaking of dancing... Billy Idol, known for songs like Dancing With Myself and Rebel Yell, is coming out with a new EP. The album will feature four new songs, one of which he dropped yesterday called Caged. Idol had to postpone his UK and European headline tours this past May due to health challenges, but he's back on the road. The EP titled The Cage comes out September 23rd.
What does Marilyn Monroe's death, the Space Needle, and Spider-Man's first appearance all have in common? Well, they were all pivotal events that took place in 1962. The Jewish Museum, located on the Upper East Side, explores these important years in their exhibit called New York 1962 through 1964. WFUV's Christina Lulich spoke with Helen Goldsmith Menschel and director Claudia Gould about why art in the 60s is worth revisiting. When walking through the Jewish Museum's new exhibit, New York 1962 to 1964, you see street signs and liquor store signs. They emote the classic NYC grit that was present in the 60s. But grit's not the only emotion one feels as they're passing through. The second floor of the exhibit features events like the Cuban Missile Crisis and the assassination of JFK. Helen Goldsmith Menschel director Claudia Gould says it shows how epic-changing events like these inspire artists, like Robert Rauschenberg. If you look at Rauschenberg's work, his montage of combines and stencils and transfers of current events, it, you know, is very evident and, you know, it makes it quintessentially American. Rauschenberg was one of the artists who showcased current events through his artwork, called New Art. The term new art was coined by the Jewish Museum director, Alan Solomon, to describe what he called the rawness and disorder of the metropolitan scene. Solomon served as the director of the Jewish Museum from 1962 to 1964. But how does this exhibit fall into the museum's mission, which is to show the intersection of art with Jewish culture? Is it Jewish? Yes, it's Jewish in that it, it, it is part of us and it's part of who we are. And it's part of our, our legend and our history and, and, and how we look at ourselves. Gould worked alongside Germano Chalant, who is a curator, art historian, and critic. Although he recently passed in 2020, he closely collaborated with the Jewish Museum to unveil art and history from the 60s. The exhibit displays that our history influences art. It can be paintings, fashion, or even furniture. If you want to coin Rauschenberg's phrase, there is no separation between art and life. When you come see the show, you will see that that one sentence is, is very prominent. Each part of the exhibit is its own story that evokes different feelings. Gould says Martin Luther King Jr.'s March on Washington and JFK's assassination are so much more than just interesting snippets of history. I mean, it's about humanity. It's about certain compassion. You, you don't walk out of that room without having tears in your eyes. They demonstrate how far the U.S. has come since the 60s, but also how much more the nation needs to grow. You walk into the Martin Luther King, I had a dream speech, and the um, March on Washington, and that was in the early 60s. So much of what is happening a few years ago and continues to happen is, is talked about there. The United States is, is still dealing with these struggles. The art from this exhibit gives color to the historical events that took place during the 60s. It celebrates American culture, especially in New York City. That was WFUV's Christina Lulich talking about the Jewish Museum's new exhibit, New York 1962 through 1964. And now, here's WFUV's Taylor Massetta to tell us what's up in the world of sports. Thanks, Nicoletta. This just in, the NFL has announced that Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will be suspended for 11 games and fined $5 million for violating the league's personal conduct policy. 
Watson originally received a six-game ban after being accused of sexual misconduct by multiple women during massage sessions. He will also undergo counseling and his fine will be donated to charity. Watson is slated to return on November 28th against his old team, the Texans. So Taylor, I heard a lot was going on in baseball last night. That's right, Madison. Yankees fans, you can breathe a sigh of relief because last night's game against the Tampa Bay Rays was one for the ages. The game went to extra innings with the Yankees trailing by free runs at the bottom of the 10th. That is, until Josh Donaldson stepped up to the plate and hit a massive home run with the bases loaded, propelling the Yanks to an 8-7 victory. This is a big win for the Yankees, who have only won three games this August. Even though they still lost the series to the Rays, they'll hope to keep this momentum going for their next series against the Toronto Blue Jays this weekend. Meanwhile in Atlanta, the Mets snapped the Braves' eight-game win streak with a 9-7 win last night. Notably, newcomer Brett Beatty made his first ever hit in the majors, and it happened to be a home run. The Mets look to split the series against the Braves tonight and will head to Philadelphia to face the Phillies on Friday. The WNBA playoffs are underway, and the New York Liberty just stunned the defending champions with a 98-91 victory over the Chicago Sky. The Liberty trailed by six points with three and a half minutes left, but rallied for a 13-0 run to finish the game. They also set a franchise record for the most points scored during a playoff game. The Liberty faced the Sky again this Saturday for the second time in a free game series. If the Liberty win again, they'll send the defending champs packing. Finally, the Big Ten is making some big moves. They announced a new media rights deal with Fox, CBS, NBC, and Peacock this morning, and it's reportedly worth $7 billion. Starting in fall 2024, Big Ten football will air on Fox at noon, on CBS at 3.30 Eastern, and on NBC in primetime. For the first time in nearly 40 years, Big Ten football will not air conference games on ESPN. With WFUV Sports, I'm Taylor Massetta. Thanks, Taylor. And that's our show for today. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Madison Colombo. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.